This is Not Quite Dead, a gal pal horror movie discussion podcast. We do deep dives on our favorite scary movies, but sometimes we really just like to keep it shallow. I'm your host, Kate. I'm Megan. Get ready for all the spoilers. I saw this movie in theaters. I love that for you. I'm so happy that I was able to do that. This movie is genuinely one of my favorite children's movies and then probably in my top like 20 favorite movies ever. Oh, really? Probably, yeah. It's really easy to throw on. It's very feel good and all the songs are great. Uh, I think we both sang along with all of them. And I remember when it came out, the stop motion that they had done for it was just so, it was a big deal because it was such a long movie and he had so, Danny Elfman, uh, I'm sorry, Tim Burton had so many characters and and they're all so spindly and unique. It's a real technical achievement. And if you haven't picked up on it already, we're talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of important. (laughs) It is such a masterpiece and I feel like me saying that like I love this movie so much is I feel like it should be like a controversial opinion but it's really not like this movie is so widely acclaimed like I don't think anyone can can feel like edgy or like out there (laughs) for their for their love of this movie no and I remember when it was celebrating its 10 year anniversary 20 year anniversary you know and uh just thinking like oh wow that was fast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was there for that. And uh, I just loved how they oh, redid um, the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland for, for Christmas and Halloween. And they have a little store set up just for this movie. I was like, this is great. I'm so glad people are still into this movie because now there's all this cute merch I can buy. <laughs> <laughs> and they really did lean into the merch. It just like struck such a chord with people that they still love it now. You know, like everyone loves Nightmare Before Christmas. They love Sally and Jack. They love Zero. Everything about it is just so spooky in a wholesome way. You know, what else came out that year was uh, two iconic films that we will always treasure. Uh, Jurassic Park, which I think I saw three times in the theater when <laughs> it came out. <laughs> and Hocus Pocus. What a good year for movies. Yes. Ugh, incredible. I, I mean, I just like can't stop gushing about this movie. It's so good. And you guys might be wondering, um, why are we talking about this movie on our horror podcast? (laughs) Tis the season, right? We wanted to um, take our listeners through a few classic Christmas horror or Christmas spooky movies and and chat about them and then talk about you know do they fall a little bit more on the Christmas side or a little bit more on the horror side are they spooky Christmas or are they Christmas horror you want to give us a quick summary yes this movie is about a midlife crisis it is (laughs) so there is the land of Halloween town 
presided over by the Pumpkin King, Jack Skellington. And he has been the MVP of Halloween for many, many, many years. And he's totally burnt out on this because he's already hit the top and there's nowhere else for him to go. And when he discovers that there are other lands, including Christmastown, um, he decides that he wants to try to do Santa's or Sandy Claus's job better than he can. And so he enlists everyone from Halloween Town to put on their own last minute Christmas in their very spooky fashion. Um, and then we get to witness all the fun songs and catastrophes that go along with that. I'm really glad you brought up that Jack is having a midlife crisis because that is just something that was not at all relatable until I became an adult. Yes, this movie takes on like <laughs> layers the older I get. <laughs> the more I'm like, oh, he has a job and he's good at his job, but he does not want to do that job anymore. <laughs> but really, he does. I think Jack just needs a year off. I think he just need, needed a vacation. Um, because he takes Christmas and he tries to he tries to spookify it, which isn't really. <laughs> oh my Christmas. gosh! I think I'm going to disagree with you here. <laughs> Ooh. Because I think that what Jack is doing is he is trying to understand, you know, with all of his chalkboard calculations and you know, um, laboratory experiments on you know what makes a <laughs> what makes a good Christmas present. Um, that he's really trying to understand Christmas, but he is so through and through a Halloween Town resident that he can't help but only ever produce things through the lens of spookiness. I mean, I'll give you a little bit of that, but I was gonna say, you know, I guess you're you're right. He does go into it with the right intentions, but the road to hell is paved with with good intentions, and you know, Jack tries to do it in between Halloween and Christmas. So really he gives himself like less than two months. To I do love this. it. I love it. He's like, let's just change everything that we do in like less than 60 days. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you're right. He, he's, it's so, I love watching him in his laboratory. Like, what does he do? Crush a Christmas ornament over a flame or something. And it like turns colors. And I'm like, what do you learn from I this? I know. That's just how like, like alien it is to him is he's just like I don't understand this at like a fundamental level I have to destroy it to understand what it is his scientific method is all over the place he he doesn't really deal with variables one at a time bad CEO bad scientist I love how everyone in the town is like for the most part on board with this because they just trust him so much. Yeah. They're like he knows how to do Halloween and if he's telling us to do Christmas, like we're going to do Christmas. Even though the mayor, all, the mayor I love that character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> little anxious little mayor is like, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> he throws on a brave face every time he disagrees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a favorite song? Ooh, I do love Jack's Lament. I think it's so good. It's oh, like yeah. so early in the His movie. but It's a crisis song. Yeah, it's so good. And then I also love the Oogie Boogie song. That one's just you so fun. You love Oogie Boogie. I love Oogie Boogie. I think Oogie Boogie is one of like my favorite villains all time. <laughs> Genuinely. I That knocked me for a loop when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I had no idea you thought that fondly of this movie, to be honest with you. So I think that's pretty amazing. Why do you like Oogie Boogie so much as a villain? I really like how much 
joy he gets in being evil. Like he <laughs> is just like, I am here to put on a show and like just for my own entertainment um, to like torture and kill people. And he has this rivalry with Jack where he's like, I'm going to get Jack too. Like he's bad through and through, but enjoys being bad. He knows he's bad. He's really creepy. Like he's this he um, burlap cloth and filled with insects. Like I always thought <laughs> so it was like gross. so creepy and gross when I was a kid. Um, and his uh, little henchmen. I love his henchmen children. Um, the three um, little demon kids with their spooky masks. My sisters and I need to do a, a sister costume. You definitely as, as do. Them one year. Yeah. Man, I don't even think I could tell you who my favorite villain is, but Oogie Boogie's pretty good. Yeah, I, I do. Lo- I love how he's made up of little bugs. Which bugs do you think make up his brain? Like, Ooh. what are the bugs that are like, hey, kill everything? Mm, <laughs> hey, probably something, something hateful, like a mosquito or a wasp or a cockroach or something cockroach i hate cockroaches yeah i love what's this of course yes i think hands down it's the best song it's super fun and it's so cute it's when he is he lands on christmas town and he's just so confused about how nice everything is and why aren't (laughs) the children screaming and why aren't there gross things everywhere i do love that song too because it's just so like you like see the light bulb go off for him where he's like, it's so new. It's so different. Like he never even considered that life could be like this. And I just like, I would love to know what it would have been like for him to go through literally any of the other doors. (gasps) Yes. Thank you. Okay. What does Thanksgiving town look like? I mean. Or St. Patty's Day. (laughs) Yeah. That's not even like a a good holiday. I know. I think they it's it's basically like a bunch of lucky charms holidays. Like if there's a a really strong icon or like a really strong theme that comes with a holiday, then they stuck an icon for it on a tree and it was a door you could go through. I didn't see any doors for Hanukkah. So it's a very um Anglo-American centric. Yep, view. very wasp, very waspy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I was most curious about the Thanksgiving land. Like, are there turkeys everywhere? I mean, one of the doors was Valentine's Day land and or Valentine's Day town, whatever it is. And just like, can you imagine? Like, just people boning everywhere. (laughs) Like, there's probably like Valentine's making gnomes or whatever. Yeah. Oh, little little um cupids. It's probably full of little cupids. Oh. That would be a fun one. I'm surprised but also grateful that Disney didn't do that. They didn't do a whole lot of exploration Mm -hmm. beyond the original idea. I feel like then we'd end up in Despicable Me territory. Oh, sure. Yeah, just like a merchandising nightmare. Yeah. They were thinking about making a sequel. Um, In 2001, they had gotten like pretty far down the road of considering doing a sequel but it was going to be computer animated not stop motion Mm. and it just kind of like did and then it just kind of fell fell off the rails right like they didn't obviously make one which I'm very glad for like I love these standalone movies that are just like this perfect little slice of weirdness like this is such an unusual movie Um, especially for kids I feel like they don't frequently make these kind of dark or um like genuinely like spooky movies for kids because there are like some moments in here that I think are like kind of scary 
Yeah, we should talk about what makes this a horror movie and what makes this a Christmas movie. Yeah. I want to start with the horror elements. I think like just starting off, um, Halloween Town is a creepy place. It is a Halloween town. It is. It is. It's like full of ghouls and vampires and monsters and And graveyards. Yes. It's just like that's just what it is. Like it's just a spooky place to live and everyone kind of takes joy in the fact that they can scare and menace each other because that's just what life is. It's true. It's not like they're just going out to get Joe Blow like in, uh, I don't know, uh, the the world land like what are the rest of us <laughs> I don't know but they also torture each other not just us it's kind of yes. funny yes I mean Sally is a Frankenstein's monster type creature um where she's constantly low-level poisoning her creator so that she can escape from his clutches it's really dark <laughs> like I think when I was a kid I was just like oh he's so mean and horrible because he won't let her go and then I was like wow she was as an adult, you know, she's willing to, like, poison him and, like, lose limbs <laughs> so that she doesn't have to be trapped by him anymore. And there's, you know, speaking of Frankenstein, there's also an Igor in there. So it, it, there is, like, this really nice callback to a classic monster. But, yeah, we get some suicide in there. You know, Sally jumps from the window. We get poisoning. <laughs> and there's also, like, this dark omen that comes up um, surrounding Sally. When she sees Jack trying to reset Halloween Town for Christmas, this tree that she picks up, it's like a little twig and it's decorated like a Christmas tree and it just like bursts in the flames right in front of her. I was like, oh, that's not good. I love that moment. It's so funny. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah. Um, I felt like a lot of the good horror kind of comes out when – Jack actually makes it to Christmas and they actually roll out their version of Christmas for Christmas it's because awful. they've they've kidnapped Santa Claus. Um Right, we skipped that. Yeah. They kidnapped Santa Claus. <laughs> and um, but it was um Oogie's boys who kidnap him and so they deliver him to Oogie Boogie, which they're just kind of like, Okay, Oogie will take care of him and we'll never see him again. <laughs> And Oogie will give us some food. Isn't that what they're singing about? Like, he'll give them some stew now. Yeah. Yeah, they just kidnap somebody. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of good gifts that go out to the people of Worldland. Like, some kid pulls a head out of a box. I think genuinely scared me as a kid. I thought that that was the scariest, like, part of this entire movie was that kid pulling a head out out of the box. I can't imagine receiving that as a gift. I'd probably shit myself. And then there's the uh, like the Beetlejuice snake that gobbles up the tree. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. So many good spooky things. And then, you know, it's all underscored by the fact that this takes place at Christmas time and it's a Christmas like setting. My favorite moment at the end, though, is when Jack is like cluelessly flying through the sky as Santa in his sled and then they shoot him down. <laughs> they shoot Santa down. <laughs> But yeah, Christmas, like there's definitely a lot of Christmas in this movie too. I mean, it's literally in the title. I know. Yeah, this is very true. It's in the title. Um, It's funny because I had to think of this movie because we were doing this episode. I always like think of this movie as like a Halloween movie because I start watching this movie around Halloween and then I just watch it until Christmas. The Christmas town is so 
warm and lovely and like so nice. I just like love like how Christmas Town is um, built with the little ice skating rink and the Christmas lights everywhere and just like how sweet everything is. It's like this really wholesome feeling. Yeah. And Jack is like, I don't get it. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I feel great, but I don't get it. I think his wonder at Christmas Town also plays into the theme of Christmas. That's that's like a pretty common motif, I think, in Christmas movies. Just starry-eyed children, you know, like that get to meet Santa or whatever. Yes, that's a great point. I, I didn't think of it like that, but I do think that the magic of the season where you're like, oh, this is so pretty and magical and it just kind of yeah makes you starry-eyed and Jack totally like falls into that so much so that he's like I have to take this and make it mine there's also a line where a kid goes there goes Christmas (laughs) I was like oh that's a very Christmas movie moment such a Christmas movie (laughs) moment um I thought that that this movie definitely felt like a Christmas movie to me because there was a lesson learned at the end that's true And what was that lesson? Stay in your lane. Yeah. (laughs) Find your own business, Jack. (laughs) I mean, really, I mean, Santa Claus was pretty much like, you do you because you're really good at that and you let me do my thing. And I think that's kind of like a revolutionary like lesson for a kid's movie because I feel like so many kid's movies are like, you can do anything. You can be whoever you want. Exactly. And this movie is like some people are good at some things and some people are good at other things. And like you don't have to go try and do that other thing. You can just be who you are. Yeah. Be who you are is a nicer way of putting that moral. (laughs) (laughs) Be true to yourself, I guess. This is true. Yeah. And Santa got that, but Jack didn't probably why we don't have an actual Halloween king like Santa. And Santa does give Jack a little bit of Christmas magic at the end because he makes it snow in Halloween Town. Yeah, so we do get a nice little Christmas moment at the end of the movie when the monsters finally get to experience a little bit of actual Christmas. I mean, it's just snow, but there's something magical about snow, especially if you don't live with it. It's very, very closely related to Christmas. I feel like like you think about Christmas and you're like, yeah, it's like snowy Christmas. I also felt like the romance between Sally and Jack kind of tips this a little bit more on the the That's Christmas true. side for me because horror movies don't really have like that le- – or even scary movies for kids, right? They don't really have that level of like – um you know, someone's pining for someone or yearning right. for someone and then they get together at the end. So I thought that that was a nice a nice touch and makes it a little bit, you know, warm and fuzzy at the end here too. So I think you were saying that you think of this as a Halloween movie. I did, but, I, you know, as we've been talking about it and thinking about the, the ending, I'm really stuck on the lesson learned, which I feel like is just such a huge part of Christmas movies. It, it makes it feel like a Christmas movie. I don't think I would call this a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It's, more, it's like a Halloween movie, right? It's like a yeah. Halloween movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I've always thought of it is as a Halloween movie. What about you? You know... I think that I think of it as a Christmas movie. I've I think I've always thought of it as a Christmas movie first because it's not scary. Really, I, I was in third grade when it came out. It wasn't really scary to me, and it's not like you said. It's not like a a 
very scary movie. There's some there's some spooky elements, some creepy stuff for little kids, but in general, it it ends well for our heroes and nobody we care about actually dies. Like it's 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 very much a Christmas movie to me, but it's one of those Christmas movies where I'm just like so grateful to have it because I hate Christmas movies. <laughs> like in general, I just hate Christmas movies, but I try to force myself into the spirit at the end of each year by watching a bunch of Christmas movies. And I like to sneak this one on that list. I mean, I think of it as a Christmas movie, but I do feel like it's cheating a little bit. <laughs> I think that this is one of those like three-way Venn diagrams of Christmas movies, Halloween or scary movies, and also children's movies because it it is made for kids. And I don't know of like any kids movie that has a sad ending (laughs) yeah not very many yeah (laughs) maybe where the wild things are is a little sad it's kind of sad the whole time though but yeah it's rare yeah I'm gonna put this on my Christmas list and uh I'm glad we got to watch it together me too yes I I'm glad that in this season I've already watched this movie twice and I'll probably watch it (laughs) twice more before the season's over And I'm really glad that we got to talk about it. I don't think that this would have ever come up organically on any of our lists. So no. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a shorty and watch Nightmare Before Christmas now for Halloween or anytime. It's a great movie. And uh, don't just limit yourself to a spooky night in. This was not quite dead. Check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at NotQuiteDeadPodcast and on Twitter at NQD underscore podcast. Follow our blog for bonus content at NotQuiteDeadPodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And happy watching.